Hello and welcome to Injury Time, the footnote episode where we try our best to give you answers to your questions. And uh, we had a lot of them, them this week actually, and uh, we are very happy about it. And to help me uh, navigate through this is uh, Orko. Hey, how are you? Good, it's good to be back. Yes, long time no see. Yes. Yeah. And uh, but Kurakao and Thailand, uh, you know, are, are behind us. Yes, so, so 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 yeah so indian football is back yeah, yeah indian football is back now uh, after this episode i don't think we'll have anything to talk about for a month <laughs> that is cool so uh, <laughs> and vishnu vishnu is also here hey vishnu yeah how are you man and how are you also <laughs> good 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 vishnu you, you seem like you have a bit of a cold Yeah, I have a terrible cold. Uh, I think I may have uh, got it from Thailand and if you see a new strain of virus spreading across India, I was I was patient zero. Hey man, don't do this. <laughs> We already have uh, and I mean this with yeah, seriousness that Nipah's back and it's really, really scary. Uh, I think it's not back. Uh, you know, it's cool. Yeah, I think. I hope Vishnu didn't infect the team. Yeah, I hope Vishnu didn't infect the team when he was in Thailand. I think, I think it was more of a case of the team infecting me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, bring this back around. Uh, so let's do go right into the questions. Uh, Brian Dzuza one asks, looking at the average performance of Balwant and Farooq in the previous game, do you think uh, Igor, I guess Timak, uh, should give Joby just in a chance? Vishnu. Yeah, well, um, um, uh, again, I think uh, those guys, uh, those two are uh, not India's uh, uh, first choice forwards. Timak uh, was obviously. Um, trying to get a, a feel of his entire squad and he was giving them chances and, and I think Simaj will give uh, Joby a chance because the uh, probable for the Intercontinental Cup are out and uh, Simaj has called up Joby Justin so uh, obviously he will get a chance at some point he has to just uh, but then you have to understand that Joby Justin has played one season of uh, uh, top flight football uh, he's excelled in over one year So he has to get a lot more game time under his belt. He has to keep improving. He is definitely a talent, and I have no doubt that he will get his chances uh, under Shima. Yes, uh, two very different sort of strikers, isn't it, Orko? Balwant, who is like a battering ram, and uh, Farooq, who is quick. So uh, you think Joby Justin? I mean, you obviously saw him uh, up close, especially during those uh, derby days. Not as someone who is faced by big occasions. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Someone, as someone rightly pointed out, Joby was in a you know it was a bit of purple patch last season. It remains to be seen whether he can continue that for a couple of more seasons. And this was right; it's only been one season, right? I mean, let's hold off on the you know hype machine just yet. Uh, let's see if he's you know uh, able to let's say start for ATK. As you know, in the ISL, not a lot of Indian strikers get. Game time, so uh, more important for Joby, let's say, would be to start a lot of games for ATK. Farooq, on the other hand, let's say, did not start games for Jamshedpur last year. Yes. Neither uh, did his, uh, you know, teammate uh, Sumit Patsi. Uh, India so has a problem with the forwards. Constantine acknowledges. Timachul also, uh, you know, acknowledges. Uh, the, the the fact of the matter simply is that. You know, at any level, under 16, under 19, you know, under 23, senior, nobody is scoring goals consistently. Apart from Chetri, there is no one striker who you can, you know, bank upon even as a backup and say, boss, 
you know today you are going to take up the goal scoring burden and uh, you know you are going to deliver for us it's it's really difficult to find you know because uh, jj for example we thought he take on the mantle you know but uh, his legs seem to have deserted him uh, uh simach obviously left out fussy because he probably don't think he's he's up to scratch so it's, i don't know i mean this role joby justin we we really have to see how he does on the big stage as for the derby yeah like uh, joby's nippy he's he's unpredictable you know i like that in a striker he is not afraid to take his man on but uh, yeah i mean international football is a different uh, kettle of fish yes yes uh, so anyway second to you orko there is a next question from uh, talsei batacharya i hope i pronounced it right i like his twitter handle it's uh, at cleos toy so <laughs> uh, he asked it's like the leo tolstoy thing i think it's very interesting i i found it funny at least so uh, what's going on with uh, pintos indian squad neither we are getting any good results at the international stage nor are we trying a gameplay to develop these players every time you play there's the same counter attacking gameplay can we develop players like this in india so uh, what is your take orko we'll come to you first yeah so i mean let me first start by saying i'm a bit you know surprised because uh, uh, you know one year ago nobody would have been able to name the coach and uh, that day i was looking at you know uh, a reply to the you know final uh, you know sorry the the the, the full time tweet by indian football and uh, you know coach fsb had come in for a lot of criticism from uh, you know football fans but uh, the indian football fans sometimes can be fickle they forget that this is the same man who guided the arrows to a 3-1 win you know in in the, their last uh, i league game against mohan bagan nonetheless i mean a club in shambles yeah but still uh, coach fp is nothing has proven himself to be a very shrewd tactician in his one season in the i league and uh, the arrows have deserved the results that have come you know uh, their way with this man at the helm uh, they they started slowly and uh, but um, you know his tactical tinkering came to the fore for example he started a you know a roaming stopper across the let's say across the you know length of the defense so innovativeness is there i'd also say you know i'd actually stick my neck out and say coach sp is probably the best young indian coach we have right now you also have to look at the fact that we don't have players of that technical caliber that you know these guys expect that overnight our youngsters will you know move away from what their seniors are doing and then they'll start playing you know short passing passes triangles and i don't know what these guys expect uh, also remember that coach sp has you know let a lot of older boys go he's had to let a lot of older boys go and he's inducted new people for the arrows this time new players right so that is going to take some time you know to 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 what do you say to to get the team up and running again and uh, i'm really not really worried about you know the these results what really counts is whether you know he can what do you say break our streak of not qualifying for the uh you know afc on the 19 championships or, or not and uh, they had a good result yesterday i mean decent result one one draw 
yeah it it was but uh, you know what really matters is if he can make it to the afc under 19 championship if i'm not right we've not made it in about six attempts yeah. and pinto will be looking to break that you know unwanted streak so i mean my you know reply to talskoy and the other you know uh, what do you say hot red indian football fan would be to you know calm down let the man do his thing and uh, even if you know we do we do not let's say produce any remarkable results with this under 19 in uh, team uh, you would be sure to have a, a few gems come up because you know uh, people like anil papa let's say played under uh, coach sp at the uh, elite academy right and uh, they all attribute you know up a large part of their let's say current success to him so yeah i i ask them to you know keep calm and trust in the process yes uh, that is actually a, a good answer to your question uh, cleos toy but uh, anyway now moving on to the next one vishnu uh, yeah. i am greg dude wolf asks any new isl teams next season uh, of course we have all heard about the pune and hyderabad stuff but uh, anything you heard yeah i mean uh, again i have nothing apart from uh, speculation at this point so and i don't i don't see the point of speculating because uh, you can uh, make up all sorts of rumors you want but uh, as of now the fact is there is nothing concrete uh, uh and personally i don't uh, see an expansion unless one of isangala mondagan managed to sneak in i don't see them uh, uh, expanding i mean uh, yeah they might replace uh, one of the old teams one of the old teams might move somewhere else the stock of delhi moving to bhubaneswar the stock of pune moving to another one there's all sort of all sorts of stuff but uh, as of now um, i don't see um, a new isl team as such there may be uh, there may be repackaging of the old team uh, but uh, yeah unless one of east bengal and mondagal and east bengal is looking far likelier than mondagal i think uh, i think uh, our code uh, no better than uh, me on this uh, i don't i don't see uh, a new isl teams as such coming next year or what do you feel uh i think yeah this is right with the reports i think right now i, I have stated that uh, possibly springbok and mumbai have cooled their interest in isl for for this season um, obviously there are other isl teams let's say uh, which which is have you know more iron clad clauses and uh, may not want you know let's say new teams at this point i i think everyone's kind of resigned to the fact that the season will go on as previously held two parallel leagues and um, it's important to note that uh, they actually declared what's going to be a start of season this time the super cup so the super cup's getting one slot and the isl and i league are getting one one slot each for the but the team is getting an additional asian slot so now we have three and uh, the you know the <clears throat> asl giving one slot to i league is probably an indication that you know uh, the 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 i league will probably be at its former strength and uh, you know there's also talks about 12 team from bombay and all that yeah, yeah. So, there is uh, there's actually people bidding directly u mumba i yeah. think is the one driving yeah, i mean we we've always had that corporate entry slot as long as you can prove that your finances are stable of course dsk you know proved otherwise 
but um, uh, you know as long as let's say you have the money you can buy solo team in nine and uh, i expect that you would have 10 isl teams and let's say at the max 12 i league teams with no change whatsoever Yes, uh, obviously there was some talk about Pune because they are unable to play their players and stuff like that. I think he and Hume has uh, went and spoken to the AFF about this. Uh, there was a stumbling block in the move to Hyderabad because I think they had to buy off uh, the franchise because sometimes it doesn't make any sense to pay all this and then they have to rebrand the entire thing. They can have have Pune uh, FC Pune City play in Hyderabad. That doesn't make any sense. So maybe I think that is a little cool uh, on that side as well. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people get confused when we say it'll be as per status quo. But uh, I think that is just what it is. What's going to happen? So, I know for a fact that uh, the Viramos, you know, were approached by Odisha. Of course, their tweet happy ministers were afraid. You know, were not afraid to let's say put out tweets to that end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Rohan Sharma has gone out of his way. Rohan Sharma of the Viramos gone out of way. to you know ensure to to let's say pacify fancing you know just because my father was there doesn't mean he was there to let's say negotiate a deal for a new franchise and uh, it looks like we're saying then for uh, for you know for now but then again you know the subtle push that ahmedabad is reaching you know what do you say through through the second division team through the afc being playing there through intercontinental university the signs are there the, the signs are there of you know the first family of indian football wanting let's say a franchise there um, if not this year maybe you no know, sometime let's say couple of years down the road maybe okay cool cool let's uh, see where that goes uh, now vishnu coming to you a question from nandan mandyam uh, is a friend uh, he is asked uh, about the world cup qualifiers If in the run-up to the second round of the World Cup qualifiers, mm-hmm. is it better to have a series of friendlies spread across June-July, or continue the practice of participating hosting short tournaments where matches are played uh, in quick succession? This is interesting because last time we spoke, we touched about the fact that how India was not used to playing every three days as a national team yeah. in a tournament. So, uh, yeah. I'm coming to you directly with this first. <laughs> yeah, well. Um... Uh, here's the point: the, the the format of the qualifiers is not such that you have to train the team every three days, mm. but you have to look at what is uh, practical. I mean, India is not, uh, uh, let's say, uh, what uh, team that ranked in the top 50 or even the top 80. Uh, you have to look at what is practical for the AFL. Will they be able to organize uh, friendlies in the conventional format? Will they be able to attract teams? Will they be able to get teams to invite them over? I mean, the thing that was a uh, Team Cup was a massive step forward in this regard, but uh, again, I don't think uh, Indian football is at that stage where teams would, uh, and I'm saying serious teams, teams who India will gain by playing, uh, would uh, invite India over to uh, play uh, an isolated friendly uh, on their turf. Nor would they be inclined to accept invitations to come to India to play one match. Uh, so the team cup is an uh, is a format of the I'm sorry the intercontinental cup is the the format that works because you can attract uh, uh, there is uh, incentive for teams like Syria and uh, North Korea to come because uh, they're getting to play uh, three matches uh, on one trip three or four matches on one trip so uh, uh, and obviously 
India is playing uh, a level of uh, football that is, uh, uh, you know, a level of opposition that much higher than what they're used to. Because if we go for isolated friendlies, I think uh, we'll be playing uh, Nepal and Bangladesh every once in a while. <laughs> this is much better than that. Uh, what do you think, uh, Orko? Because financially, this makes sense, uh, shorter tournaments. I mean, like Vishnu said, there are a lot of hurdles, you know, for, let's say, to make better teams come to India. Uh, financially, I think uh, the Intercontinental Cup is fine because you have uh, three teams coming here. Uh, India is getting, let's say, at least three games, if not four. So, that's, that's again two plus three, five Five, yeah, the, the, the practice all over the world is to, let's say, you know, schedule isolated friendlies. But that, that obviously may, may, may not work here. Again, like you said, we may not be able to attract that level of opposition. So, you know, predominantly, you know, in a calendar as small as India's, uh, this essentially serves to provide the primary purpose of game time, let's say, and uh, to bring about a bit of cohesion. So, I, I think this is fine. The, the Indonesia Cup is probably the best they could have done, given the resources at hand and given the you know standing of the Indian national team with respect to its uh, you know other the other Asian heavyweights. So, for a for a team which did not let's say finish in the top 16 of Asia to play the likes of Syria and the North Korea, I think it's it's, it's good. I I think. Uh, it was a bold step, and yeah, I, I, I definitely, you know, do not look forward to watching those Nepal games again, <laughs> right? Yeah, like in, I mean, in, in cricket, the joke was that in India he's playing Sri Lanka. In football, the joke is obviously Nepal because, I mean, I think Constantine had a direct line to the Nepal and say, you know, guys, yeah, one day let's let's come over and play. I think that was the, that was the idea before, and I and I'm happy to see that that we have, we have gone past playing our South neighbors. Yes, absolutely. It's good that we are playing higher level opposition now. So, uh, now moving on to the next question, Orko, we're coming to you in with this. Uh, it's asked by Football Wala, Vivek Mohan 81. Uh, Chang Arena is one of the private stadiums in Thailand owned by a club. Why don't we have private stadiums in India or at least stadiums sponsored by private companies? Uh, what do you think is the future of Gaurav Mukhi, uh, who is, in his opinion, a very talented uh, player despite the age controversy? So, let's uh, take the stadium issue first. Rathor, the former sports minister, he spoke about a PPP model, a public-private, you know, partnership model for stadiums, you know, where wherein you could, you know, let's say, offer the naming rights to somebody, and then in turn you get like a whole ton of money. But uh, you have to understand that football sponsorship is still at a very nascent stage. Firstly, uh, secondly, there aren't many football-only stadia. Those are multi-purpose stadia owned by the government. So, and I know this that a lot of state associations, let's say, have their own grounds and uh, you know give it away for things such as weddings. Let's say to to try and make money from it. So it's not like people are not making money from from stadia, but uh, I mean he is talking about Thailand, where you know football culture is probably. Uh, you know, uh, 10x that of what what's, what it is in India currently. So, 
I mean, this is really a question for the future. I mean, currently I don't see anything happening on this side. But yeah, if the PPV model were to kick off, maybe football also would be positively affected in a way. Yes, uh, I was actually I saw this tweet and uh, didn't really know what the answer is here. So I did go out to reach out to a senior journalist to ask for help. And one of the points that he made is back uh, when football really kind of was in its infancy, and uh, the two Kolkata clubs have always had that Maidan thing. They never, I mean, they've been around for a hundred years and uh, do not own their own stadium. And they've been sort of content. Is what he said. The word that he used is uh, content. And now, hundred years later. The question that comes now is uh, where is the space to build a stadium because of the whole you know like uh, for example the Bangalore football stadium is uh, it's leased out to KSFA from the government yeah. as I understand yeah. and uh, even if they want to re- redo the whole thing they need the government service and we saw what an absolute shambles it can be if one team yeah. or one group tries to you know fix a stadium or rebuild a stadium uh, it's yeah. not easy. Most of them are government-owned. Like Antirva is again government-owned. I think mm. Mumbai Football Arena is again private, but uh, I'm not very sure. Mm. Mm. Now, if the interesting thing now is uh, will places like uh, the Dravid Padukone's, uh, like the center of excellence, or the, the one that Bangalore FC has in JSW center of excellence, I think it's called in Bellary. All these places can be used for the teams to train and stuff like that. Again, spectator-wise, I don't think that's a great option either. So I think we are kind of in going to be in one of those situations where the stadiums is not going to be owned by anyone. Maybe like Roma and the Tistadio Olimpico, which which is still okay, I guess. Uh, what is your view on this, uh, Vishnu? All I think uh, the uh, the Tad Arena comparison is a very uh, interesting one to make uh, uh, because uh, uh, financially I think India uh, uh, and uh, Thailand are uh, somewhat similar. Uh, as Arko said, uh, there is a difference in the culture and in the stature of the game. As in uh, Thailand, the football is Thailand's biggest game, but uh, uh, football is not India's cricket. So. Uh, but again, uh, if you look at the specific story of the Tangarina, it's very interesting because uh, 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 Buriram, uh, the story of Buriram plays out somewhat like a, like that of an ISM franchise. Because, uh, they, they were uh, a team, they were a club that was founded in the uh, 1970s, but they played somewhere else until uh, a local politician with a lot of money, he bought the club and he uh, transplanted it to the city of Buriram, which did not have much of a uh, footballing uh, culture before that, uh, and uh, you know he straight away. I mean, uh, uh, people are uh, talking about ISL teams making uh, 20, 30 crores on loss. Uh, uh, but uh, 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 Buriram, what they did was in 2010, they uh, spent more than a hundred, what is uh, the equivalent of more than a hundred crore rupees on building a new stadium that. Is a very impressive stadium, uh, I must add. The roof leaks a bit, but apart from that, it's very impressive. Uh, and uh, they spent uh, more than 100 crore on that. And now they're getting the money back because, you know, uh, I understand the sponsorship deal with Tan is very lucrative. They're making a lot of money from there. And uh, even uh, they're one of the, they are the most successful uh, club in uh, Thailand over the last 10 years. And they're one of, they're slowly becoming one of the powerhouses in Asian football. So, um, they initially invested a lot of money uh, 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 to, uh, to the tunes that uh, to, uh, an ISL uh, owner would make in probably 10, 10, 12 years. 
maybe you know in their first couple of years and uh, that is the thing with india nobody is uh, looking at 15 years or 20 years and saying like uh, building a new stadium of their own is an investment uh, that will pay off maybe 20 years later uh, for uh, and people keep talking about how uh, uh, teams like east bengal and mohan bagan don't have their own stadium but in their defense and i don't find myself rushing to their defense too often if they defend there's simply no uh, no incentive for them to build a stadium in their uh, in the immediate uh, future because uh, they're getting the whatever they play on the salt lake the barasat whatever they play on they're getting it for virtually free the investment on the stadiums in kolkata is minimal and uh, if they are to spend say uh, 70 80 crores on um, uh building a new stadium you'll ask you'll ask uh, they'll have to look at them and say okay when is this going to pay off why is this investment going to uh, be profitable for us and at the levels that they are getting the their current stadium fit the answer is probably in 50 or 60 years and uh, i don't think uh, there is uh, anyone in indian football right now who sees more than uh, 20 years into the future let alone 50 and 60 years for an isl team it makes sense because a lot of the isl teams are being uh, uh fleeced i believe that would be the correct word uh, by the various stadiums that they play in uh, i think uh, there are teams that spend uh, five or six lakhs uh, every uh, match day on just on the stadium and uh, for them uh, building a new stadium again makes sense but then again you, you look at the isl and you have to uh, the first thing that's wrong with a lot of the isl clubs is that uh, there are uh, uh, you know men of football or men of sports are not at the top of uh, many of them they're just businessmen and uh, uh, you know they don't uh, look at the club and say okay this is what we need in terms of football in maybe 10 years uh, or 15 years so to a lot of them a stadium a new stadium on their own won't make sense which is sad because you know that is that is the way forward you can't uh, look what happened to chennai in the season uh, they had to play uh, their afc cup matches uh, in ahmedabad away from their fans and uh, if you look at uh, 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 look at the history of uh, bangalore fc i believe uh, the afc cup matches that uh, they got to play in front of their home fans played a huge role in consolidating that fan base yeah, uh, yeah so um, chennai missed the uh, missed the point that opportunity just because the stadium in chennai wasn't available and they have no control over when they get it apart from the regular uh, isl season so uh, this these kind of instances will happen a lot more in the future but uh, yeah again i don't i don't see uh, uh, too many people uh, looking at this situation and saying okay look we have to make this investment that may or may not pay off in 50 years uh, and uh, putting all this money on a stadium but uh, you know if you look at the bhogadam example uh, they have uh, shown that uh, you don't need that long for it to pay off uh, their uh, that stadium sponsorship deal that they've got alone is uh, uh, it i think it uh nearly half the cost of the city so uh, yes. yeah yeah that's a uh, uh, yeah if uh, hopefully people will look at this kind of example because uh, you know indian football uh, uh, the uh, people in charge of running uh, isl and i league clubs they go to europe they look at the big teams 
but they should be looking at teams like Bodhiram. They should be looking at Asian teams, teams that have sprung out of uh, somewhat similar circumstances, teams that have had to battle similar challenges, and uh, they have to look at what these people did to be successful, what these people did in building a fan base. Because as I said, uh, Bodhiram is a textbook model for uh, an IFL club on how to build a fan base because. Uh, hardly uh, you land there, you don't see anyone, uh, you hardly see anyone on without a Buriram United jersey, uh, which is impressive because, you know, you can go to Kochi uh, uh, or Kolkata, you don't, you don't see too many people walking around with that club jersey. You may see a lot more than other cities, but uh, what you see in Buriram is, uh, 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 if the people going to work are uh, going to work in their club jersey. The club has a club shop at the stadium selling the, the merchandise, they have a club shop at the... Uh, Buriram Airport selling the merchandise. So, uh, you know, in terms of building a fan base, they've done an awesome job and uh, they've only been playing in that city for nine years. So, yeah, it, it's definitely a model to emulate and uh, I believe uh, people should, people from India, people in charge of running football in this country should travel to countries like these two similar success stories around Asia and look at uh, what has worked for them and try to, uh, you know, Indianize it, try to implement it here. Yes, uh, let's hope that uh, TVS decides to do something about it. But uh, coming to the second part of the uh, question to you, Orko, Gaurav Mukhi, what do you think the future is? Well, I mean, um, he's not wrong in stating that Gaurav Mukhi is a good talent. Uh, but then again... But how old is he really? 28? 26? Yeah, so... I mean, uh, anything we say would be pure speculation because, I mean, throughout this whole saga, one thing still not been clear as to how old he actually yeah. is. Right. Is he 19? Is he... He's at least 19. We know that now that he's actually you know, at least 19 because... He you played know, the uh, Nationals. Uh, under 15 yeah, he played the Nationals yeah. and yeah, he played the sub-junior Nationals. He, 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 he put across a certificate saying he was 16 at that point of time and they said, no, you're older then. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so at least 19, he could be anywhere between, let's say, 19 and 28. So, so, so that, this, is, that is not very, that's not a small yeah, that margin. That is not very narrow. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I get your point. That is not very narrow. That's a very wide band for a footballer to be in. It's like that's a so, quarter of his, uh, I mean, one third of his career. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's one third of his life to be, to be very precise. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, I mean, how long he plays or how he plays really depends depends on how old he is. So we really can't say for the immediate future. We really have to see if, you know, what Jamshedpur stands on this is. Uh, after the fiasco, I remember Jamshedpur pulled him out of the lineup for a couple of, you know, days in order to, let's say, let the, the, let the furor calm down. But uh, we don't know what's going to happen, you know, next season, whether they're going to persist. I would for my, you know, I, I'm a big believer in second chances and, and, and I believe he should get the opportunity to impress. But, uh, you know, as to the longevity of his career, nobody knows. Only Muki knows and uh, you know, that's, that's the best response he can actually give to football all at this point of time. Yes, uh, and now uh, there is a question from Siddhant Prakash. He asked about the realistic chances of reaching the second round of the World Cup qualifiers. I think we touched on this on the regular pod. Uh, just very shortly, uh, what do you think are the realistic chances? So I'll come to you, Vishnu, first and then I'll come to Arthur. 
I think it all it's uh, difficult to say right now uh, without the draw being made because uh, you know uh, well, worst case we can uh, uh, draw the three very strong teams and uh, we could draw South Korea from pot one and uh, Iraq from pot two and that's it that's over before it begins but alternatively we could uh, draw somebody like Kyrgyzstan from uh, pot one even uh, maybe uh, I don't know how realistic it is to take on Vietnam but they are they they are in pot two so. uh maybe that might work on a good day again lebanon is another team that you look at and say okay maybe maybe just maybe on a uh, all the two good days and they have yeah. two bad days we can maybe take uh, take, take that team uh, and it depends again on who we draw from pot 3 because uh, as we found out uh, even pot 4 that for that matter because uh, uh, last time if you remember we got uh, guam from uh, the very last pot were somewhere we are supposed to draw one of the Uh, weaker teams and they ended up beating us. So it, it all depends on the draw. We know in uh, around a month, I believe the draw is uh, uh, July fifteenth uh, or something like that. So mm-hmm. we'll know then. And uh, yeah, I think as we speak, uh, Guam is uh, beating Bhutan and uh, they're back. So for all we know, we could end up drawing them back and uh, <laughs> you know having the whole thing happening all over again. So yeah, Orko, how how excited would you be if South Korea comes and plays in India? <laughs> Yeah, it's exciting. But when Vishnu said, "Yeah," when he said, "It's nice to see," yeah, you know, when he says it's nice to see Guam come over again, no, nobody wants to relive the nightmare. <laughs> Guam. There's no winning against Guam because you know you beat Guam, you beat Guam. If you lose to them, you yeah. lost to a country with a population of uh, Kochi or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> that's the wrong narrative, because, but that is the narrative that will uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. And again, against Kurata, it was the same thing. People were uh, uh, tweeting online like, uh, "Is that is this the?" Biggest loss from uh, uh, in terms of population disparity. It, it, it's an absurd argument to make because they, uh, they got Premier League players. Half their uh, it was uh, half their players come from MLS. So uh, it's the same with Goa. A lot of their players will come from the MLS, and so uh, again, uh, Goa is a similar thing because you know after the Kurosawa loss, we had the people going on and saying, uh, "Look at that, a team, of, a country of two hundred thousand people beat." Country of uh, whatever billion it is now in India, so uh, it's, it's a very wrong narrative to peddle, and uh, you know, drawing a team like Guam will it's it, it's a no-win situation for India because you know, if you beat Guam, uh, if you beat Guam, you uh, beaten Guam, good job. But uh, if you lose to Guam, then it, it's again a big catastrophe all over again. So yes, it's damned hope, if you do, uh, no, damned if you don't. Huh? Exactly. So I hope it depends on the draw. Uh, if we can uh, be uh, draw. a beatable team and they are there are a few beatable teams in there if we can draw one of them uh, from pot 4 uh, uh, essentially we find ourselves in the same situation as we found ourselves in uh, the last time around we are we were the only difference is we are uh, uh, the bot- we were the bottom team in pot 3 then uh, right now we are one of the top teams in pot 3 and uh, kurata was a big opportunity missed because uh, if we had beaten kurata we would have uh, gotten into pot 2 uh, and understand india are only a couple of ranking uh, places away from getting into pot 2 so that would have been massive uh, but yeah i mean that's how things are there are still a couple of teams that uh, we can beat in pot 2 but uh, yeah you end up drawing uh, iraq or uh, again oman i think it's uh, it, it won't be very realistic so purely from a selfish point i would like to see japan or south korea from pot 1 
But uh, that's. I, I don't. I don't think it matters who we draw from. Boston exactly. Anymore. I mean, we are going to not going to be at that level. So might as well watch the players that we really like. Sound human if he comes to play, it'll be amazing. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, uh, moving away to the next question, which I'm going to tweak this a little bit. Gopitas uh, is the one who has asked this question. He is asked who is the most exciting talent to watch out for in the next five years. So uh, I am kind of restricting this to the players that I saw myself personally, like on at the stadium. Uh, you don't necessarily have to do that. So uh, let's go round by round. Uh, we'll start with Orko. So, I mean, this is a really tough question because five years is a long time in Indian football. Yeah, right? it's, I it's mean, a any, career. Yeah. yeah, like anything could really happen to the player. Like he could be caught for age fraud. I am so. Uh, it's interesting that you didn't say he could get injured. The first thing was he could yeah. be caught for age fraud. <laughs> I mean, when he says five years, right, it, it, it's a long, scary time in an Indian football player's career. I mean, when we when we talk about talents outside, we, we plan their progression properly. Five years, we know he's going to play first-team football. But in Indian football, anything can happen. He can get injured, of course. Uh, like, uh, he could move to uh, East Bengal and have his career derailed completely there. So, anything can happen. That being said, uh, I think I saw a couple of players. You know, in the last three, four years, we've seen some players. I won't say, you know, they're as exciting as I would like them. But, uh, you know, actually, this is the standard of Indian football currently. So, I say, uh, Rahul Ketty is someone who, you know, stands out for me at his age. Uh, He seems to be more mature than most of his peers. Uh, again, he seems to be of a more of a genuine age than most of his peers. Asterisk not there, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I Rohit Danu, Vikram Pratap also, you know, uh, look two players who are capable of breaking into let's say the first team in four or five years time. Again, they've also impressed a lot. Hmm. So you know, Sanjeev Stalin. You know, that left spot, left back spot is again, you know, uh, it's open in India, yeah. Yeah, Other than Subhashish, yeah. Yeah, it's open and, uh, the problem with Subhashish is that he's the best choice in both the left back and the centre back slot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say along, alongside Jingan. So, uh, you can only put him in one slot, so, I mean, they're better off putting him in the middle and, you know, the left back slot is open. So, Stalin is crafty, uh, he has a good technique delivery, you've seen that, uh, so, again, uh, a good candidate to have. So, you know, so someone like this. And, uh, I mean, let's not forget, they're still young. The likes of Chante are still, they're still young. Right? Yeah. I mean, they're still young talent. So, uh, Chante also definitely, I mean, excites me. So, yeah. I mean, you are a few players. Uh, what about you, Vishnu? Well, I think uh, I'm going to play it uh, safe here because obviously, uh, if you... Uh, uh, there are there are a group of players uh, like uh, as Arko uh, uh, said uh, there is this Chante there is uh, the players from the uh, under 17 team Rahul KP there is uh, 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 Ashik Kurunian there is Anwar Anwar Ali but uh, all these uh, players with Indian football uh, you have one uh, bad season and you're forgotten so I don't know uh, all these players have. Uh, uh, you know, that could all happen to all these players. So I'm going to go with a name that 
has already made a, a level of impact and i think uh, he is uh, safe at his club and to a, a certain extent at the national level as well and that is uh, another top top because uh, he is a, a player i get to see a lot of at uh, chennai and uh, i think uh, he is uh, a very uh, different player to the type that we are uh, used to in indian football uh, he is he's a player who's uh, can pick a pass uh and uh, uh, he's got good technique uh, he's uh, uh, i think he'll have to uh, improve his uh, consistency massively uh, like i'm not talking about consistency from game, game to game i'm talking about in, in game consistency as well because right now he for every uh, one uh, amazing pass he plays he plays uh, he uh, uh, wastes the ball five times so he'll have to improve on that uh but uh, i i don't think there have been too many instances uh, over the last 10 12 years for a player that young has come into the national team and to the club side and made such a difference and uh, unlike uh, kurnian or uh, anwar ali or uh, rahul kp uh, or any of these names i think he has reached uh, uh, the certain level uh, that he won't drop out of the limelight that far No. he uh, uh, is in uh, like uh, people at chennai in nothing uh, of him as an asset and uh, you know he has captured the attention of two successive national team coaches so uh, it, uh, so he has to push on from here but i think uh, uh, there is a good chance that in the future you'll see the uh, maybe 5 years later you'll see the national team being built around him like you see uh, you know uh, uh, we have seen the team being built around chetty uh, any local players that you've seen like uh... obviously or spoke about the young players from chennai yeah. that you saw in the local division or the id2 or something like that yeah well uh, i wish i could give you that answer but we haven't had a local division here this year so uh, <laughs> not this year <laughs> and uh, uh, again it's it's difficult because you know you look at uh, people like uh, nanda and susay and uh, uh, yeah regina regina it's not young regina uh, mm-hmm. i think uh, Yeah, he's nearing his thirty. Uh, uh, so, uh, but then uh, if you look at uh, players like that, uh, you look at Nanda. I think uh, everyone was on about Nanda in a, uh, uh, like uh, a couple of years ago when he first broke into that Chennai uh, City uh, team and the Delhi Dynamo team. After that, uh, but now you have uh, people were calling for him to be included in the national team. But now I think uh, his uh, star has dropped a bit. It's yeah. not as fashionable to. campaign him for the national team and uh, he's making it to the camps but he's not being picked into the uh, final squad so you know that can happen to a lot of these young untested players you have, you have somebody like sahal and sahal is a tremendous talent i think but uh, where will he be in two years god knows because this is indian football there is no uh, you know you, you can't plan <laughs> here anything can happen and uh, yeah so i think i uh, the reason i picked papa is that uh, you know at least me uh, from where i stand he seems a bit safe from all these uh, uh, factors that can influence a player uh, in indian football and he looks young enough to be his own age as well so yeah, there is one small point so just yeah just to add to what vishnu said you know uh, when when you said young talent i almost forgot thapasian because he stepped up so fast that you know we we almost forgot him as a young talent he established himself really fast at chennai and in the national team and uh, just to add to what this is he looks the most likely of the you know 
under 23 players to have a long sustained run in the national team and just to add i guess sticking my neck up i'd be really surprised if papa does not get the armband in the future that's yeah. just my prediction yeah, yeah. so uh, for me i have again gone for uh, the most obvious one for me is sahar and uh, you, there is obviously a kinship there as well <laughs> but uh, more importantly i saw him in the national team he seemed uh, not over awed by the occasion i mean he didn't have a, yeah he he did made some good touches and like he didn't have that craziness to kick the ball away and stuff like that he seemed to be handling it well he was the only shining light last year for kerala blasters now he has a coach who absolutely adores him who has been raving about him and i hope he uses him well uh so he's my pick of the bunch and he seems he seems like like thapa i think he'll also be one of that uh, indian stalwarts in the midfield for the years to come and uh, there were some others i wanted to touch on because not many people would have seen them there is a boy shaiza who plays for ozone who was actually the only player who i feel who can go up to the i league and isl from that team that i saw at least maybe in the performances that they put up he was a stand out yeah. Uh, there is that uh, uh, nangam naucha singh and yami longwa i think they are from uh, they are probably from trau or chingaveng i think they are from trau uh, one of them is on loan from east bengal or something like that i think so these two are again uh, really quick players there is that yeah. parag and uh, biswadarji from bfc also have seen but uh, hopefully they'll have a chance this year because they are in the afc cup again uh, might get a few lookins and uh, maybe they'll get some chance a good left back so yeah. these are some picks that from our end let's hope if they can make it like they said uh, like both of you guys said there is no guarantees or forget guarantees is nothing only in indian football let's hope that they <laughs> manage to have a career there yeah. so uh, last question here it's been a long podcast where with the isl owners admitting losses every season is this roadmap viable in the long run should i league clubs accepted will the merger ever take place if not what about the situation of an afc tournament ban the last part i can tell you nothing's going to happen uh, <laughs> you don't have to worry about a afc tournament ban or a merger for the next 4 years 5 years 4 yeah. years yeah so uh, let's talk about the first part they are getting losses uh, how viable is it in the long run and they should i league clubs accept it i don't know yeah uh, who who wants to go first yeah i'll go first yeah yeah i'll go first please yeah so i don't think the model is obviously viable in the long run i mean they are obviously coming and complaining every season so i mean that, that's the answer to that uh i mean we discussed a lot of things on this pod like building the own stadium and all this could potentially offset costs in the long run but currently uh like this was said they they are blowing a lot of money on match day on match day expenditure and all that um possibly you know the the, the further reduction let's say in uh, the number of foreigners an increase in sponsorship uh more let's say talents developed at you know at these clubs you know i remember these clubs are only 5 years old so they have not had sufficient time to let's say be judged on the talents that they produce you know in house but that also also you know that saves a lot of cost so it's 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 not a viable model now uh, it could potentially turn out to be another white elephant like 
you know the national football league or the i league which is the last stages so i mean a lot has to be tweaked let's say things you also have to remember that these these teams logistically are also very stretched that because one day you're playing in the, in the northern part of the country and then you're flying let's say uh, 2000 miles to the southern part so there are a lot of considerations where it comes in for for focus the franchise fee also they say are only, only for the first 10 years so that's a 15 crore possibly saved after the first 10 years but we don't we don't know exactly if if it will you know cease to exist after the first 10 years so uh, one thing i say is the market is inflated right now the player market is inflated and that is and if we could just say something about that i think atk has a lot to do with it yeah atk definitely has a lot to do with it you know uh, paying people you know random Ex- salaries yeah. of let's say 5 crores for 4 years and um, getting a, a, a half crop pitam kotal and then paying him let's say 3 crores they they've definitely done their bit to inflate the market and it's a old kolkata cup trade you know uh, you have a good player i come in i spend five times the money on him and i get players not really i don't really develop any of my own right so yeah i mean it's, it's definitely not viable now i think that was about all there is it was a long recording thank you guys for all the time and uh, thank yeah. you everyone for listening to us and uh, that's a goodbye from us thanks thanks guys